so scared he was like oh michelle's michelle's really brave leaving that stuff in about her mom huh like i had never yeah. seen him that concerned about the podcast <laughs> he made me a little nervous i, I like, know <laughs> all right joe <laughs> you're like wait what did i leave in yeah i was thinking about it and then i was just like oh, no i mean i feel like everyone that's been around her has seen that so mm-hmm. well and i also think it's good because we might have some listeners who have parents yeah. like that or someone in their family that they have to kind of navigate mm-hmm. yeah we had a few people already write in saying that they had somebody like that in their lives Ooh. and I was just like I'm very sorry yikes they're still currently in their lives um so somebody uh commented right on the post and I didn't actually completely read through it but I saw that they tagged me specifically and said sorry to hear about your mom and it like kept going on so I was just like oh let me like read actually read that one and then somebody else dm'd us and said I you know like sorry to hear that like I have the same situation with my mother and because I'm the only one that kind of lives in the area still and my sister has moved away I'm the one that like kind of has to deal with her a lot and also they mentioned they're like and it was really rough um because we live in new orleans and so i had to like move her out during hurricane katrina and spend like a whole month with her or something like that like during something like that that's already so chaotic and it's i can understand how that could be a lot wow yeah at the end of the day i love my mother she's done of course obviously like so much for me and all this other stuff but at the same time that that is what she does and that is who she is like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie about it she's very abrasive and she's very rude and she's condescending and she literally chews your head off mm-hmm. at the drop of a pin like that's just who yep. she is it is what it is it is what it is and I I mean I know how to deal with it now and it doesn't affect me really too much anymore but it's just like that's what happened Mm -hmm. we should do an episode of like like I just I still don't know how you just let it roll off your shoulders like I think it'd be interesting to maybe talk about that like the process it took and all of that I think I can definitely talk about that I mean it took years I feel like I really didn't sit with it until probably like 27, 28. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely something that you just get older and wiser. And just like in most aspects of your life, like you stop caring so much, like at all what other people think mm-hmm. as you get older. Um, and yeah, I think I just came to realize that I don't really side with her on most of her opinions or on the way that she like lives her life so it's like why do I why do I let it affect me the way mm-hmm. she judges my life yeah because it's like I would never not do it this way yep <laughs> so that was wow. it yeah all right friends well you're listening to let's <laughs> not episode 35 yeah we're, we're back again with our back therapist again. caps yep. talking about moms we're back with our second episode of the year Mm-hmm. episode 35 we're gonna do a little ask us anything later on the on in the episode mm-hmm. um 
Got some interesting questions. But before that, what have you been up to this week? Past weekend, I actually had a pretty good time. Um, Joe and I went over to our friends Jason and Ashley's house. Um, Their son, she tried to cut his hair like a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And she pretty much like chopped him bangs. And like the rest of his hair was kind of longer. And so she was like, we need help. And I'm like, okay, I'll come over and cut his hair. And we ended up staying the night. We had like a little slumber party and it was just so nice and relaxing because their house is very like warm and lived in, if that makes sense. It's just, you always feel comfortable when you're there. Like you feel like it's your own home. Like we were taking naps throughout the day while we were there, seriously. (laughs) And like, I like to hang out with her because she doesn't feel like she has to entertain me and I don't have to entertain her. Like yeah. if she's jamming on her phone, she'll just be on TikTok the whole time. And I'm like on my phone or I'm talking. I mean, she watches her kid, but I'm like, I'm yeah, hanging out yeah. with her kid or her dog. We also took Raven over there. Um, Joe and Jason were watching football and they stayed up playing video games until like five in the morning and like we both just went to bed and then the next day we just like kept taking naps and we ordered out like three different meals it was really (laughs) nice oh that sounds lovely yeah I freaked out though because (laughs) so like they used to not really lock their doors which I thought was very bizarre and I feel like a lot of people do that here in Massachusetts I don't know why. Well, you don't because you, Mm-mm. you know that people kill people. But so like they didn't lock their doors before. And then when they had their baby, I was like, you guys better lock your doors because people will steal your baby. And she's like, I don't think they'll steal my baby, but we'll lock the doors. Like it's fine. And I'm like, it takes five seconds to steal a baby. Like I'll yeah. steal the baby just to show you. So, <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> so anyway, so like it was, um, six o'clock in the morning when I woke up because Raven needed to go outside. Mm -hmm. And so I opened up the sliding door and I let her outside and I was just standing there and it was like still super dark and everyone else was sleeping. She comes back inside and I'm like trying to be quiet and also try to shut it so it would lock and it's not locking at all. And I'm like flipping the switch and it's still opening. And I'm like, well, shit. And their backyard, it goes back quite a ways and there's like a bunch of trees and there's also um like a bike path on the other side and I think maybe like a public park area where people walk or whatever Uh um and so I was freaking out because I'm like I can't leave this door unlocked because what if someone comes in and then it's my Mm -hmm. fucking fault so I'm like going back and forth this damn door and I'm like freaking out and I'm like okay well it's six o'clock and I know they would usually wake up at seven to like get going with the baby Uh uh and so I'm like can the baby survive one hour of the door being unlocked so then I'm like all right just give it a second Sam like walk away and so I'm like walking in the living room looking out the front window and all of a sudden the fucking light turns on in the back porch and I like look back so fast and I'm like what because they had a lot of lights but I turned all of them off but Uh, uh I think it was like a spotlight that kept coming on like a sensor yeah and so it kept coming on Michelle and I would like walk and then I would look back and I'm like why the fuck is it coming on and I'm like someone's out there and I'm like oh my god so I'm like maybe it's a wild animal don't Uh uh like spiral here Sam 
So then I go back to the door and I still try to shut it and it's not locking. I'm like, yeah, there's no way I'm getting this door to lock. And then I was like, what if the killer is seeing me not being able to lock this door right now and they're going to wait. So I'm like, dear God, please let everyone be okay for the next hour until they wake up. (laughs) So I like go back into bed and I'm just laying there playing out all of the scenarios. If someone came in, like it was some dark shit I was imagining of Uh what they would do to this baby. And I was just so scared. And I was like, how would I answer this? Like Jason and Ashley would be like, why didn't you lock the door? And I'd be like, I couldn't lock it. And then they would be like, why didn't you just wake us up to lock it? And then I'd be like, cause I didn't want to wake you up. And then I was like, if I'm on TV, the whole public's going to scrutinize me. And they're going to be like, why didn't she just wake them up? Like the Uh baby's gone or someone else is murdered. And I was just like, would they still be my friends if something happened? Would I go to jail? Would I be like answering the phone with the glass in between Joe and I? Like it was bad. So then I just like spiraled out of control. My uh-huh. Like I spiraled myself to sleep. And then I woke up like around 8.30 and I could hear Ashley and the baby. And I was like, oh, thank God we're safe. Still alive. Everybody was still alive. Yeah. And so I go out there and I was like, I go, your sliding door does not lock. And she was like, oh, you have to slam it like really hard for it to lock. Oh. And I'm like, okay. So then I tell her and she was like, she was like, you're so funny. She was like, no, it's fine. And I'm like, yeah, you say that now. Cause everyone's safe and sound. I just like that in your head, like somebody's coming in and not fucking with any of you and just the baby. Something's going to happen to the baby. And like his door was shut. So I was like, well, hopefully like because they have a dog I'm like hopefully Aria will hear his door open Mm -hmm. I'm like well Raven's not gonna do anything but Aria will fuck someone up and so I'm like (laughs) all right Aria I'm counting on you (laughs) you need to fix my mistake (laughs) oh my god that's fucking hysterical (laughs) yeah so how was your weekend (laughs) it was it was good but I need to go back to the bike trail that's behind their house There is a walking trail here that me and Jake used to take a lot, especially during like the beginning of COVID where there's nothing to do besides go like walking and shit like that. And this walking trail literally would, I think it kind of followed like the train tracks or something like that, but it literally just went behind a, like a whole neighborhood of houses, but then there was no houses on the other side. And I remember every single time we walked it, I was like, this is the fucking creepiest thing ever. If I was like a sicko, I would just stand here on this walking path and I can see into all of these houses because it was like the back of them and like mm-hmm. all the windows were lit up and like super open. I was and But there was like some trees and stuff. I was like, you could easily just post up back here and just like be a peeping Tom. Yes. It was so creepy. Yeah. I was like, why would you put a walking trail behind people's houses? I know it's like the I guess it goes back a little bit and then Mm -hmm. there's kind of like a it slopes down so I think you would have to like crawl up it but I don't know it's no but I was a creep I would just be there too Mm -hmm. I just kept thinking of like even just like Michael Myers just like standing there still (laughs) just like looking into people's houses just standing by a tree you know yeah it was creepy um, well, not to go off your topic, yeah, past, yeah. But you talked about Michael Myers, which made me think of Ghostface. Are you going to watch the new Scream movie, Michelle? Yeah, yeah, I think I'll watch it once it comes on, um, 
like a streaming device. Mm-hmm. I think like in 40 more days, maybe 35 more days, they're going <laughs> to release it. It seems like you have an actual countdown. So, <laughs> Well, just because I know that they talked about it when it was first released. And how, it's been about a week. Just very quick. How was it? Good, bad, great. The best movie you've ever, you've ever seen. You know, this, I love Scream so much. Like it's one of my favorite franchises, but ah! <laughs> just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll wait until it's like on TV. I'm not gonna yeah. go to the, the theater then. But also I did have a sour taste in my mouth because we went to the theater to see it, of course. And, and you're eating Sour Patch Kids. Uh, no, I wish. But okay. We were trying to order nachos and Joe's like, they don't have nachos on the screen. Like, do you think they stopped selling nachos? And I'm like, what the heck? Who stopped selling nachos? So we see, and there was a note saying that there was a cheese cup shortage because of COVID. So I didn't get to enjoy my nachos. So I think I was already like, what? My vibe was off. Yeah. I told Ashley that and she's like, why wouldn't they just go to like Sam's or Costco to get cheese? And I'm like, I don't know. They probably have a contract with this specific cheese cup cup. company. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, put it in a small Coke cup. That's the amount of cheese I want anyway. Yeah. So it's a little disappointing. I'm very sorry. (laughs) It's all right. I had popcorn instead. And then also, Uh I just worry about everyone but my own damn self. So we go into the theater. <laughs> and, You're a goddamn saint. <laughs> and we try to go to our seats. And there was like this little old man sitting in our seat. Aww. And I'm like, I don't want to make him move. But then what if we take another seat? And then someone mm-hmm. is like, well, you're in our seat. And then it's like, yeah. We should have just had him move. So Joe was like, oh, sorry to like disturb you. But these are like our seats. And he was he just looked up Michelle and he was so little and he had his little coat like taken up two seats next to him and he was lounged out just like so little and he's smiling at us and then he's like oh sorry and so then he scoots over so him and Joe are sitting next to each other and Joe ends up moving once the movie starts so he's not like right next to the guy so there's the guy the old guy empty seat and then me uh-huh. So the whole time I'm like, is this man going to be able to see if he has to go to the bathroom? Like, let me have my phone ready in case I need to turn on the flashlight for him. So I like put it in my little cup holder and I was like, what if it's too loud for his ears or what if it's Damn. He has like a heart attack? Like I literally kept checking on this man every 20 minutes to make sure he was breathing. And like he was falling asleep and I would like look out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, is your chest moving, sir? Because I'm just like, <laughs> this old man passes away in this theater. I'll lose it. <laughs> so then he like is taking his nap and watching the movie too. It's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And then he the movie's done and he gets up and he's like looking around for stuff and he keeps like touching his coat, blah, blah, just like not being able to find whatever he's looking for. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, did you lose something? And he was like, my hat. He's like, I swore I had my hat. And I was like, oh, let me see. And so I had my flashlight. He's like, oh, you just kind of had that ready, didn't you? I'm like, yep, because I knew you would need it. So I'm looking behind the seats. I'm like crawling over the seats. Like Joe's just standing there. I'm like, hold out your fucking seat. Is his hat in there? And I'm like, I don't see your hat, sir. D- did you have it in the theater? And he's like, yeah, I thought I did. And 
I just kept looking for it. And he's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm like, oh, he lost his little hat. A hundred percent. He never had it to begin with. Sam. I know. He I was like, <laughs> I know. I was like, are you sure it's not in your car? Uh-huh. He did not bring it into the, the movie theater with him if you couldn't find it. Yeah. And then once they turned on the house lights, I was like, oh, you're not as old as I thought you were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am worrying about you. <laughs> <laughs> I also love like you're just like Joe go buy him a hat <laughs> <laughs> Joe did you take his hat you probably did <laughs> why'd you move over so quick Joe huh because you're hiding that goddamn hat <laughs> oh man so my mind was kind of occupied during the movie but anyway Sam you psycho <laughs> I am a psycho <laughs> can't even enjoy the movie because you can't think even... this 50 year old man that's not even old is gonna no. die okay he was probably 63 but at, at first I thought he was like 82 <laughs> that's um were you like at a matinee I'm assuming yes yeah yeah because I feel like um older people and this is 100% what I'm gonna do you just like sign up for whatever the membership is and like if you're a senior you get into the movies for like two dollars that's nice you just watch all the movies and you're oh yeah yeah you're up at fucking five o'clock in the morning every morning anyway true I was like do you need a ride home can I drive you (laughs) (laughs) were you just trying to like hook up with him no (laughs) you're like this is my ticket (laughs) he's about to die any minute (laughs) that's awful (laughs) no that's anna 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 nicole Nicole. oh my gosh she's so outrageous (laughs) i watched i can't remember what this show is called oh it's like the last 48 hours have you ever watched that show i think that's Um, what it's called like the dateline one Okay, maybe it's not, but it's like, <laughs> it's like where they have professionals come in and they go through the last 24 or 48 hours of someone who has died. So they've done like Michael Jackson, they've done Anna Nicole, oh. they did Heath Ledger. Maybe. It's so interesting. They have the episodes on YouTube and I was watching, um, I watched all of those ones, but mm-hmm. it kind of creeped me out. Like I've seen some fucked up shit, but they actually showed like the autopsy photos of Michael Jackson. And it was just so strange Whoa. to like, my mind could not comprehend it. You know, I was just like, yeah. that is so bizarre. Um, but yeah, they did one on Whitney Houston. Like they'll talk about what was in all of like, they'll give the results of her blood work and they talk mm-hmm. about why and stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's so interesting, but it made me think of that. Cause you said Anna Nicole and they did an episode on her. And I guess that she had back in the day, um, she ended up having like two, she had two breast surgeries, but like, mm-hmm. Instead of taking the old ones out to get bigger ones, she had two sets of breast implants. Oh, shit. Isn't that crazy? Oh, and so they talked about like how she had an in, she had um, an ongoing infection with it. And it was just, mm-hmm. I'm just like two sets, like just one sitting on top of the other one. Like I can't even, that's, that's insane. Yeah, that's also not how it works. It's like it wouldn't just continue to sit on top of each other. Like it's yeah. gonna migrate, and then yeah. you're gonna have four fucking tits. Yeah. Ugh. 
yeah I don't know if I was watching the 48 hour one but I did recently like maybe two years ago watch like a documentary about her life and she does claim that she actually really did love that man and I can see like they were going through it and they were talking to people that like saw them together and stuff and I do think they had like a genuine relationship with each other um and she did seem very like genuine and authentic like she didn't seem like oh I'm just doing this for the money I actually mm-hmm. think that she really did like him um but then also like I remember her passing away and I kind of remember it was like after um she got really thin with that like diet product and then but I didn't know too much about it and when they talked about her passing away I was like holy shit because she was like dying from that like an infection for like weeks yeah and nobody like helped her out and she just kept taking like that diet supplement and just drinking and stuff Mm -hmm. and she was like literally I don't think it was like gangrene but it was like a similar thing where it's like there was like a straight up wound of an infection on her body you know it's crazy it's so sad because it's like she obviously could have lived if they just gotten it taken care of and instead they like took her to like the Caribbeans or like I forget where to kind of like hide her from the media so that they could take care of it and then she ended up dying yeah <sighs> how sad but I used to love that fucking show on Michelle e. <laughs> I did too I it was so good yeah 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 I used to watch that and then um my life on the d-list with Kathy Griffin I oh think it God, used to go back yeah. to back yep uh those were the days. Did you ever watch um, The Girls Next Door? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I miss like old e reality shows. The, that like first generation of reality? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Also, I saw a story. I was browsing briefly through Facebook articles and I thought of you because this girl, <laughs> she said the headline was like, reality tv saved my life and i'm like oh what happened <laughs> so she said she was watching and i wasn't even going to talk about this so i don't remember the show she watched but um it was some reality show might be on netflix maybe like love island or something i don't uh-huh. know but this girl was watching this show and apparently one of the cast members had lymphedema and like her legs looked just like this girl who watched this show. And she had yeah. gone through her whole life wondering why her legs looked so different. And they even included photos where she was with her friends. And like, you can tell that her legs do look different, not bad or anything, but it's mm-hmm. like, she never knew why no doctors ever mentioned anything. And then she realizes oh my gosh, maybe I have lymphedema. So she goes to her doctor. The doctor didn't even know what lymphedema was. So yeah. she eventually went to like a specialist and all that stuff and got it figured out. But um, they were saying like she could have died eventually. Wow. But I, was, I thought of it because I feel like <laughs> you. it sounds like Jake gives you a hard time for watching reality TV or maybe you give yourself a hard time. And I'm like, yeah, oh, it could save your life. <laughs> it could fucking save your life. <laughs> You stupid bitch. (laughs) When you said that headline, I was just like, oh, and that made you think of me. (laughs) I'm like, reality, it did save her life, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I read a similar article. Well, you don't um, watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, but one of the um, 
<clears throat> one of the uh, contestants, one of the cast people on there, uh, she has like the crazy eyes like Ramona does, where mm-hmm. it's like very this all the time, where they like bulge out of her head to like make a point a lot. Uh, but I guess Ramona has like some kind of a, it's like a tick or something where it, there's a reason why that happens. So it's like a tick that she has that like stems from like something in her brain. And everyone's like, this lady needs to go and get that checked out because she has, it seems like she has the same thing that Ramona does. And I was like, not to like fucking be an armchair doctor, but I was Mm -hmm. just like, it's crazy that people can like see that, you know? Yeah. I remember there was a story I heard. I feel like, I think, I think it was someone on YouTube that had like a really big channel and everyone kept telling her there because she had like her thyroid was inflamed and she didn't know. And they were like, you should go get your neck checked out. Like it doesn't look normal or whatever. And then she went to the doctor and it turned out that she had something wrong with her thyroid. And I think she had to get it removed. Oh, wow. Um, and she was talking about how she like would have never known if someone didn't say anything in the comments of her video. And I remember someone commented that on my video too. And I was like, I was like, oh, great. Like now it's in my head. <laughs> I feel like I just have a thick neck. <laughs> I just got a thick, a thicky necky. That's all. <laughs> No, but I, I do have some swollen um lymph nodes though I need to do go. You? yeah like this one the one on the right side is a little swollen more than uh-huh. the left and I remember when I went to that damn doctor a few months ago I like mm-hmm. I was like can you look at this because I don't know if it's a lymph node or if it's something else and she was like yeah it is swollen but that can be normal and that was all she said and I'm like okay, okay but what do you mean that can be normal like why that's not normal Stuff shouldn't be smelling, you dumb yeah. bitch. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I feel it like every few weeks just to make sure. And I'm like, I should probably go get it looked at because it's strange. I just realized um, that sometimes I get like these really sharp headaches, like that shoot through my jaw into like my, yeah, my jaw. And then it goes straight through my head. And Ooh. that's like where the swollen lymph nodes yeah. are. Like, it's like directly a straight line where I get these really bad headaches so of course I'm like is it a tumor what could it be it's not a tumor but I gotta ask do you have your wisdom teeth in still I got them removed but I only have three removed because that's all that came in and I don't remember which side never had one so I don't know if they can come later in life like how much later in life but I don't think so. And I feel like they have to take x-rays. So they would tell you like, oh, it's yeah, in I there. But... X-rays taken. Yeah. Because yeah. I went to the dentist and I was like, I always get like, I thought it was a cavity and maybe it just like was really yeah, bad. Yeah. But they were like, no, we don't see anything. I just wish I was a doctor so I could just look at myself, you know? I know. I it's mean, like, why didn't someone tell me that? Like, Sam, be a doctor so that you can just really take care of yourself. I'm sure people did probably tell you that, but no, they didn't. They didn't. Someone told you to be a doctor. Yeah. My mom told me to be a doctor, a lawyer. Are you kidding me? I can see that. (laughs) Or a banker. Sometimes I want to be a banker. Sometimes I want to be all the things because I hate paying anybody money to do something. Like I wish I was a mechanic. I wish I was a doctor. I wish I I was a lawyer. (laughs) Yeah. I just got to rely on other people. You know, and it's like, if you're going to have kids, people out there, 
set them up. One can be the lawyer, one can be the doctor, one can be the mechanic, and then they can just literally do so much for each other. They like, could help each other. They could help. Like, what's the point of having a sibling if you can't help me out in life? Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Speaking of siblings, bitch, have you heard yeah. about this Jamie Lynn Spears book and all this Oof. bullshit? I I saw that she did some kind of an interview because I've been Michelle. seeing a lot of memes of saying, is that Ted Cruz in a wig? Which I think. Oh my I, God. I can see it, but rude. Don't be so rude, but I see it. Um, yeah, I don't know what she's going on about. Like, I don't nice. know what the actual story is though. Okay, so she's promoting her dumbass book. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. You know, and it's like, okay, girl, do your thing. You wrote a book, cool. But Mm -hmm. you're literally using Britney Spears, like, stop it. Sell your book next year after Britney gets her life back. Don't even talk about it. You didn't even care while she was, like, being tortured by all these people that she was paying. So I watched a few moments of some of the interviews that she did on TV, but the one that really, like, irked my nerve was she did a podcast call call her daddy they've only released the first part and I think you have to pay for it but there's a guy on YouTube who covered it and he was doing like a commentary thing about it and it like I was so mad Michelle I wanted to send it to you but I was like Michelle has a life she's not gonna take the time to sit through this but (laughs) okay (laughs) like it was crazy. So they clipped it really close together so he didn't get like copyrighted for it or mm-hmm. whatever. But she literally knows nothing. Like she's getting asked all these questions and she's like, I don't know. I don't remember. I'm not really sure. And it's like, what is the point of you writing this book? Why are you doing these interviews if you don't remember anything in your life? And yeah. she goes on and on about how she literally just talks about herself, like how. Britney becoming the biggest star affected her, how mm-hmm. Britney's parents following Britney around affected her, which, yeah, I do get because she is a little kid and it's like your other daughter is a super mega star in the world. So you yeah. probably do get tend to be left behind, but it's like, you're a five-year-old kid. Like, what do you want us to do? Like, Britney's paying the bills. What do you mm-hmm. want us to do? Like, your life doesn't, it matters, but- like you're not this is, trying to live your own life right now. You're part of yeah. the, that's what kids do. But isn't this, isn't the book her memoir? Yeah, but it's like, she doesn't even talk. She don't talk about nothing, Michelle. So <laughs> well, I'm sure it's going to be about herself and not about Brittany. <laughs> so she just talks about like how Brittany was such a mom figure to her. And then all of a sudden when Brittany became super famous, like Brittany wasn't around anymore. So Jamie felt super alone and then I guess um she even fucking talks about how hard the breakup of Justin and Brittany was on her she talks about like how he was such a good guy and how she was so sad and that was like the first relationship the first example she had of like a good relationship like just all this weird bullshit and I don't know it's crazy it's crazy because literally she's just asked all these questions and she's like I don't know I don't remember and it's like what are you even talking on about you weirdo but were they only asking her questions about Brittany 
No, like they were asking questions about like her acting and okay, stuff. Okay. But she just kept talking about like how things affected her. She just kept bringing it back to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't the full interview that they showed, of course. Um, part two was supposed to come out the next day, but I think Britney's lawyers sent the podcast a letter of like- I saw that. Release it, yeah. Like a cease and desist. Yep. Well, uh I just, I, if I was on her PR team, it's like, why would you release the book now? Because now. everyone's, everyone's already coming at her about everything. They're going to assume that she's only releasing it now because, you know, everything's in the newspapers, but it's like, but that's all the book's going to be about. And now who realistically is going to buy the book? Mm-hmm. You know, like who is the audience for that book? Yeah. I think she should have waited and I bet people would have purchased it like in a year when things calm down and they actually want to like they've like come down and like want to hear like what her side is or like what she went through and stuff like that but right now it just seems like you're once again trying to attach yourself to the coattails of like the Britney story Mm -hmm. and it's like let the Britney story play out and then in a year release your book and then I feel like people would be more open to it and I thought it was interesting she said that she so like when she became pregnant Jamie Lynn she said that Brittany actually found out through the was it People magazine that she was on the cover when she announced it Um, one of those magazines she said that that's how Brittany found out is she found out the same time as like the rest of us did wow um her parents and like her people her team she was like they didn't want me to tell Brittany like they thought she would tell people so she found out the same time as everyone else did so she was really upset and she was like but she wasn't there for me like it affected it affected me this way and it's like you literally are crying about how Brittany was such a mom figure to you but you couldn't even talk to her like a normal sister like yeah I don't know. So then she was the person who was interviewing her was like, well, who made you hide it from Brittany? And she was like, oh, I don't know. Like whoever was controlling me at that time. And she was like, who? And she's like, I don't know. And it's like, what are you talking about? I think it's all fucked. I think it's fucking gross that there is such an industry of like celebrity where it's like you have teams of people that tell you when and when you can't release information, who you can release it to. It's like, that's my fucking sister. I'm going to tell her that I'm pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. can we be fucking normal for two seconds yeah. and not have this be like a publicity stunt or yeah. an exclusive, whatever. It's so, yeah, that whole fucking industry is trash, I think. Yeah, it's pretty toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, she also talked about a story in the book that she remembered when she was a little kid that Brittany ended up grabbing Jamie Lynn. Brittany had a knife in her hand and took Jamie Lynn into a room and locked her in there and like had the knife. And she's like, I'm so scared, baby. And so they were like, what was that about? And she's like, I don't know. I don't remember. That's all I remember. And it's like, okay, so you're leaving. Like, was it, are you trying to say that Brittany was having a quote unquote psychotic break? Was Brittany protecting you from your drunk ass bum dad? Like there, there's so many possibilities <laughs> yeah. of why Brittany would have done this, but it's like, she just leaves it open and she's just like, I don't know. That's all I remember. It's like, 
girl, you put this in your book. Like, why? Yeah. Is like the actual reason of the book and she's trying to like tease it out or she... It could be, but I've watched some channels of where people have read the book and they're like, she'll bring up stories, but she doesn't say why or go into it. It's just, this is what I remember. And I remember being scared. So I'm putting Mm -hmm. it in the book, which I understand. I mean, that is really scary, Mm -hmm. but it's it's just like why are you using Britney and why are you even talking about Britney and Justin's relationship like fuck yeah 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 I don't know and then this last little thing I'll talk about (laughs) Jamie Lynn before I move on um so there so she used to be on a show called Zoe 101 Uh, I never watched it I was too old for that show at the time Mm -hmm. but um, there was a cast member, Alexa Nicholas. And so Jamie Lynn told Brittany that this girl, Alexa, was bullying Jamie Lynn. She said that Alexa was going around to all of the other co-stars saying that Jamie Lynn had head lice and that she smelled bad. They were all, I don't know, 11, 10, 12 yeah. years old. So it's like your typical like that age behavior. Middle school shit. Middle school shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so Jamie Lynn tells Brittany all of that. And all of a sudden, Alexa, she's like waiting on set. And they're like, oh, Alexa, time to go get your makeup done. Like, let's go. And it was just some guy. And she was just like, oh, he must work here. So he takes Alexa out of her trailer and then ends up walking down the lot. And he's like, oh, wait. He's like, Brittany actually wanted to see you. And she's like, oh, Brittany's on set. Like, that's amazing. And she said at this time, Brittany was like her role model. Like, she looked up to Brittany so badly. And she just thought it was so cool that she was working with Jamie Lynn and all of that stuff. So she goes into this trailer and Brittany's there and of course because Jamie Lynn tells Brittany all of this stuff about Alexa supposedly bullying her Brittany unfortunately like cusses this little girl out and says if you keep bullying my sister I will ruin your life like fucking stop and it's like can you imagine a superstar yelling at you no when you're a fucking child like that it's just awkward and embarrassing and you're like mm-hmm. what is happening um but what was really going on is that it was Jamie Lynn that was bullying Alexa who was saying all of this stuff about her and Alexa like she's been doing interviews because Jamie Lynn included this story in her book saying oh Alexa bullied me said I lice said I smelled and Alexa's like here 30 years old and she's like (laughs) no you said that about me like I was the one that was getting bullied And I guess it was a pattern of Jamie Lynn would always say these stories happened to her, but she was always the one causing the drama. But then I do (sighs) kind of feel, I do feel bad for her because I'm like, I can't even imagine what being living in Britney's shadow would be like, but I just think if you were a genuine person, if you really were like, she's never answering the questions about Britney's. Yeah conservatorship like she does not talk about it she's like I tried to help her as much as I could and it's like if you were so close if Brittany was like such a mom to you why would you not return the Mm -hmm. love back I don't understand so that's where I don't believe her no and I think that Jamie and probably her whole family just thought that that would ride out forever and that this wouldn't have happened and so they probably just never thought they would have to answer these questions you know Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like well how do I spin this so I also look like the victim yeah because not that I don't think she was actually doing anything to Brittany but she was also not doing anything which is also an issue you know yeah 
Oh God. But also it's like, dude, yeah. Like you're the little sister of a big star, but, and obviously everything's kind of wrapped around that, but at the same time, go and make your own life so that your memoir isn't also just how everything that happened in Britney's life affected you. Like if you had your own life and your own fucking shit, like you wouldn't be writing stories about Britney's relationships and how they affected you. You would write about your own fucking shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, she was just like, well, I like to sing too. Like, why can't I sing? And it's just like, it's just, oh, so like sad. I, yeah, it's like, why can't we both sing? And it's like, but you wouldn't have those opportunities without Britney. If Britney Spears was not your sister, yeah, you yeah, would yeah. not have Zoe 101. You would not be on the Netflix show that you're on no. now. Like, you may have your own life and your own acting career, which would be, would be fabulous, but it's like, that's not the case. So you are on her coattail. Yeah. My God, what a shit show that is. Yeah. And it's like, I do feel bad because Brittany will always post on Instagram about stuff and like, she just goes mm-hmm. off and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm glad that she's speaking up, but then I also hate that the, I mean, we're talking about it too, but I mean, we're not like making money from talking about it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. just all of the press and the magazines and the websites that are just making so much money from like Brittany mm-hmm. replying to Jamie, Jamie saying this, it's just, it's a, what, what's the saying? It's a doggy dog world out there. <laughs> Is it doggy or dog eat? It's doggy. Dog right? eat. Yeah. <laughs> it's a doggy world out there. <laughs> it's, a, it's a doggy doggy world out there, my dudes. <laughs> oh my God. Well, since I kind of went down a rabbit hole, should do you want to talk about your rabbit hole? I know we didn't really like introduce the rabbit hole corner. The rabbit hole, but I'm like. So I've been working on like a lot of stuff. So what's been on the TV playing in the background has been Top Chef because I like watched the newest season of Project Runway and it just kind of rolled into the first season of Top Chef, which I used to watch all the time when I was younger. Top Chef, what channel is that on? What station? It was Bravo. 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 Okay. It's with Padma Lashki and uh, Tom Palicchio. Yeah. Um, and I don't understand how, but I remember every fucking dish really they presented for the first two seasons. I was like, Oh my God, I remember that steak dish or whatever. Um, so I've just been like going like through the rabbit hole of like, where are they now? And stuff like that. And I don't know if you watched it, but on the second season, um, there was like an issue toward the end when there's like five, maybe six contestants left. And there's like the guy that's kind of like the douchey villain type. That's like super pretentious and nobody gets along with him and stuff. And two of the other contestants decide that they're going to shave their heads. Like, um, this, uh, woman, Elia, and then this guy, Alon. So they have like long hair and they're like, we'll shave our heads tonight or whatever. So they shave their heads and then, and they've been like drinking and stuff. And then they decide that Marcel, who has like this huge, like Jimmy Neutron hair, mm-hmm. they're like, let's go shave like Marcel's head or whatever. So they go to shave his head. And it's like, it's one thing when it's like a little prank and then you back off. But like one of Uh-oh. the contestants was like pinning him down to the, like, they literally woke him up out of a deep sleep and like pinned him to the ground. And was like half Nelsoning him. And it was just like, 
get the clippers, get the clippers, whatever. They don't end up shaving his head. But I even remember back then thinking like, this is like insane to be watching. Like this is, this is like, it, it like made me feel very, very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Cause it's like, you're pretty much molesting this person. Like you oh are God. like pinning somebody down against their will. They're telling you to get off of them. And it's just like, oh, it like creeped me out back then. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, so that came on again. And I was, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they still like have it in the show. I figured oh. at this point it would be like edited out and yep. like black screen, like cliff pins down Marcel or whatever. Um, but it was still in there. And I was like, this is, it is like triggering to like watch really? it. Yeah. Wow. Um, it, because also it's like, they have their own handheld camera. So it's not like the production isn't there. It's like, Oh shit. Oh yeah. That's yes. like even making me. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I a guess, little home video, like torture. Yes, film. yes, yes, yes. It was, Oh God. It like, it just reminded me of like what I assume happens in like frat houses in the nineties, just like mm-hmm. gross hazing shit. Um, and so I just like looked up articles. Cause I was like, has like, somebody has had to have like it in-depth article at this point of like that fucking episode because like what the fuck I mean that happened in like 2004 ish I want to say so it's it was a it's been a different time since then um and yeah somebody wrote an article that was just like this fucking thing that happened on a cooking show like a cooking reality show that was so crazy and they interview Marcel and even in the episode he tries to play it off like whatever like fuck you guys and stuff like that but it is, it is aggressive. <laughs> Do you think he had to put on that front? I think so. I think back then it was like, yeah, of course, like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but even now he, he was literally just like, you know what? Out of all the people that were left by that point, I'm the most successful. So I don't even fucking care. Yeah. You know, it's like, good for you. He was like, kind of like a douchey tool bag or whatever, but you know, sometimes you, you can back it up, but it was interesting. So that was my rabbit hole. Well, (laughs) we didn't even introduce our little rabbit hole segment, you guys, but Michelle and I thought we would add it to the Mm episode, to the episodes, I think, because I feel like one of us is always going down a rabbit hole. And we talked a little bit about how we just love going down a rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. We're going to try to do like a rabbit hole of the week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just what what we've been what literally doesn't need to be looked into and what we're looking into. <laughs> yeah. So we have Jamie Lynn and Marcel from Top Chef. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, Michelle, let's get into these questions. I know this will be no surprise to you, but I did not look at them beforehand. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Ready. Oh, this is a bigger one. Okay. Scared. To both of you. How did you meet your partners and how, and how long have you been together? Joe and I actually met through YouTube. He had a horror channel. I had my Halloween channel and we became mutual friends. We also had mutual friends within YouTube. And Mm -hmm. so there was like a group of us that would get to know each other. And then we started, um, just doing like Google Hangouts and we had video chat with everyone like each weekend and it just became fun. Then there were a few of the people in our friend group that were like, we're going to Vegas. So I was like, well, I want to go to Vegas. And so there was like, how many other people? 
like four other people, I think. Um, and so I met everyone in person and like Joe and I were not like talking like that when we met or anything like that. A little bit after that, we started developing feelings for each other and then we started dating. Oh, cute. Yeah. We just did like long distance for a while. Yeah. And how long has it been? Um, I honestly don't know, maybe four years. Are you adding in the COVID years? Yeah. Okay. All right. I, th- I think four years. I kind of, I don't know. I, I don't keep track of that. Usually I'm the one who keeps track of that in every mm-hmm. relationship, but this one I really haven't. Okay. All right. I met Jake at college. We were at a house party together and it was like three weeks into freshman year. And I think I was like feeling really homesick. So I like went out to the porch and I was just like Aww. smoking cigarettes and like, just kind so of like, emo of you, yeah. Michelle. <laughs> I just like I I was like I had gone with friends and then I like lost them in the party and then I was just like was like "Ah, I don't even really want to be here like I'm kind of homesick so I like sat outside and then I feel like I heard somebody coughing around the corner so I went to go check it out and it was Jake and I'm pretty sure he was like smoking weed or something and I had seen him before um and so we ended up talking for like two hours on the porch and like people were filtering in and out um but we just kept hanging out with each other. And then the cops broke it up. He walked me home and I just, I, I, it's disgusting, but it's like, I knew I was like in love with him and it like was ridiculous. Um, I fell hard very quickly and then, but we were dating other people. So we were just like best friends for a year and a half. And then before we went to winter break, I told him, I was like, I'm coming back single. So do what you will with that information. Yeah. And then he also came back single and we started dating and that was when we were 19. So it's been 13 years. Oh gosh. Does it feel like 13 years? No. It, Lo- it longer feels, or not that long? It feels like a year and it feels like forever. Like mm-hmm. the minute I met him, it felt like we had been friends forever, you know? Yeah. So. I don't know. It's always been, thankfully and luckily, because I know this isn't the normal, it's always been like very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was never like a time where I questioned it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> we love a good, healthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. That's the story. Were you nervous when you told him, like, I'm coming back single? Were you like, oh, yeah, I'm g- I got Jake in the bag? I think so. Within that year and a half of us being in like high school relationships, I had broken up with my boyfriend maybe like two or three times to try and instigate something on Jake's end. Michelle, and, you're a serial breaker upper. Yeah, I that was like fucked up on my end because it's like I did have a lot of feelings for my high school boyfriend, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there was such uh such a thing with Jake that we didn't act upon until like we actually got out of our relationships but at the same time it's like I know I need to be with this guy but when he wouldn't break up with his girlfriend then I would go back to my ex-boyfriend because I was like well this is comfortable and this is nice um but that was unfair to him because that was shitty (laughs) oh uh but yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're so cute you're literally getting a boner right now for jake oh like such a little cute he's a cutie i'd love to know if you two have any tips for working from home 
comma, self-care, et cetera. Personally, I find it difficult to set boundaries and have a healthy work-life balance since I started working from home. That one's a tough one. It did take me quite a while. Yeah. I feel like I'm just now getting into the groove of it and I've been working from home for years. It does take, it does take a minute. I feel like there's not like a set, there's not a one fits all schedule for everyone. Like if you don't wake up until later in the day, but you work, you don't go to bed until later, like that's fine. You just have to do what works for you. If you're not a morning person, you're not going to be, and I, it's not even like, you're not going to be productive, but it's like, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. And I think it definitely depends also if like you're working from home for yourself or for a company, cause then it's like, are you still like expected yeah. to do the set hours? Yeah. Is that what's like kind of bringing you down? I remember when we first started working from home and we were still at the company, like at first when I was trying to be really good about it, I took the hour commute that I used to have. And for that hour, I would actually like make myself breakfast and like do mm-hmm. some yoga and stuff like that. But I think as COVID stretched on until infinity, like, I also think it's just tough for everybody where it's like, fuck everything, you know? And it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll get up at 11 and I'll eat lunch and then I'll stay up until three. It just, yeah. it got a lot of wonkiness. Oh, a lot of wonkiness. Yeah. Yeah. It does make a difference. Like Michelle said, if you have a strict schedule because you work for a company, I don't, I feel like waking up earlier or like giving yourself some, if you're able to give yourself some time to actually enjoy the start of your day, it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be the morning, but enjoying the start of your day makes such a difference with your mental health. I feel like, like I'm more excited and I do better and work if I'm able to enjoy like a routine. Yes. Yeah, definitely. It was suckier when I would just roll out of bed with three minutes to get on that like the morning worst. meetings. Room. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't even know what time it is. Yeah. I can't do the rolling out of bed and then right into work. Cause it's just, I'm waking up for the next three hours. I mm-hmm. kind of feel like I'm floating in space. It's just not good. So I feel like if you have a routine, like even just starting to make your bed, that will make your mind like, oh, I checked something off. I've already been Mm -hmm. like active. Let me do something else. Like brushing your teeth, just having those little cues of where your body's like, all right, time to get the day started. Let's get into it. Yeah. Yep. Because it is different than, you know, you don't have that buffer of a commute to Mm -hmm. really be like, here's the break between home and now work. You know, you're just kind of at work all the time Mm -hmm. in quotes and that kind of yeah definitely put alarms also on your phone so that you take your lunch and like just step away from your computer and yeah whatever I've been putting my phone like in this basket that's not right at my workspace so then I'm not wanting to check my phone all the time Mm. um but also like for the longest time, I really felt like I had to be working every single second for yeah. those eight hours. Cause I'm like, I'm working from home. I want my employer to know that I am working, but it's like, realistically, if I was at an actual, like a work environment with other people, I feel like I would only work half of that time. Cause you're going to the bathroom, you're talking to your coworkers. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not yeah. that serious. So do not beat yourself up. Like do not break your back over work especially working from home like if you 
like shut your computer off. I've been shutting my door now to my office. Cause I'm like, all right, once I leave this room, the door is being shut and that's no, that's the time to not think about work. Yeah. Yeah. That works too. Yeah. I saw like a meme the other day where it's just like, how many of y'all take naps like during your work from home day? And then somebody was like, I rushed to make myself a bowl of cereal for lunch because I can't be away from my computer without like slack coming through. And I was just like, yeah, it's like, uh, sometimes you have a boss that's like, where's the green dot on your slack? That means you're not at your computer. Now I'm going to text you. Where are you? I need this thing. And it's just like, yeah, that's when it becomes a little bit too much. Yeah. Thankfully, like that's not what our day looks like anymore. Yep. Um, but you do have, it sucks, but you like, just think of everyone else that is putting their boundaries in place. And that is not putting up with that shit anymore. Like think of all the, I feel like I always go back to TikTok, but think of all the TikToks that we see of like people quitting their jobs, people yeah. putting their boundaries in retail. And they're like, you're not going to treat me like that. Like we have to put our own boundaries in for ourselves, mm-hmm. when, especially when you work from home, because no one's going to do it for you. Like your boss no. will literally work you to the bone unless you say something. And then if yeah. you're still shitty, then hopefully you can find something else. But not everyone is that fortunate. Mm-hmm. Would you go to the when you were young festival in October? I think this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to see all the bands I grew up listening to in one place, but also seems kind of sketchy and dangerous, like Warp Tour and Crack. One day to see 60 plus bands on three stages. Should I go to that festival or visit Salem MA that weekend? Is this the tour that I've been seeing the graphics? Joe has sent me this graphic. He will not stop talking about it. <laughs> I know, I know. And I'm like, he, like he's like, do you want to go with me? But I'm like, Mm -hmm. that sounds awful. That sounds terrifying. I'm not putting myself in that situation. No. And that's the thing. It's like that fucking lineup is chef's kiss. If you were an emo alternative punk kid from like 2000 to 2008, Mm -hmm. that is at least one of your favorite brands is on that fucking list. If not all of them, because of my wariness toward festivals since Firefest, since Woodstock, it scares the shit out of me. Same. But do you think because it's people like from our generation, I guess, do you think that we know? Well, no, because fucking everything we've already talked about, like, yeah. But do you think because we're older now, we're more timid and we like need to look out for everyone? Like, I feel like it could be that, but... If I'm trusting my gut, I'm not going. I told Joe, I was like, go with your friends because I can't even imagine. I would, that would not be enjoyable for me unless I'm on the far outskirts of it. Yes. I feel like it could be enjoyable for me, but at the same time, I don't trust it. Like, I don't trust that it's going to be good. It's also the first year. So it's like, they of course haven't worked out any kinks or anything. I I just don't trust anything the first time around. It's like, give it a few, maybe do it again next year after you've done it this year and I'll see how it goes and then I'll go. But it's in Vegas, like, and it's in Vegas, debauchery central. Yeah. I feel like every single teenager from 2000, 2008 is going to be there. Mm -hmm. And that's like at least 3 billion people, you know, like, I feel like everyone wants a place to blow off steam mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> they should have that. I would love it. This is never going to happen. That set should like tour, you know, like hit all the big cities. They do that. <laughs> they just do like a 10 city tour. Yeah. 
So then it breaks everyone up and it's not like you have to go to the hugest yeah. venue, but, I guess. But I don't know. That's se- it seems too extreme and good to be true. It's like one day and all those bands, and it's like I would want to see like almost all of those bands, of to them, be honest. Yeah. Um, so my advice to you, it might be a once in a lifetime thing, but also that weekend in Salem might be the slowest because everybody will be at that concert so (laughs) it's so busy in Salem like that I don't know you really have to plan your time here otherwise you're just waiting in lines and stuff is sold out like it's just yeah I don't know it depends on your own personal preference I guess I wish I had an answer but if you go with friends to the Vegas concert and you set boundaries you have a good system and if you do not get overwhelmed by crowds and drunk people drunk rages go for it but that literally makes me want to shit my pants just thinking about (laughs) it like yeah oh thank you (laughs) it's all I wish I could yeah I wish too I don't know should we go Michelle is that should that be our trip love to like to be honest I would love to but I'm sure like tickets are already like completely sold out at this point and also it just feels too like alternative fire fest to me I think it's it's too good to be true it's gonna be a shit show and that's my advice is I don't I don't actually trust it and also a lot of those bands are like mosh bands so there's gonna be damage have either of you tried Filipino food my mom made the best lumpia panche. I'm going to, I'm sorry if I pronounced these wrong. Uh, Guzantes and many more dishes. Happy she taught me everything. That sounds oh, so good. I love that. Yes. Have you? I don't think I have. Oh, I've had lumpia before. What is it? It's like a Filipino egg roll. Ooh. I think it has like, forgive me if I'm wrong. I think it has like pork and cabbage or maybe like leeks, um, things like that. And then it's like fried. Uh, Anna, Anna Dugan, Mm -hmm. our local mural artist friend here is Filipino. And I remember she, like every now and then in her stories, it's like her making up lumpia. And and also if I'm saying that wrong, I apologize again. (laughs) Um, But I remember she'd be like painting all day, working all day. And then she would go home and make these. I'm like, this girl's stamina is out of control. It's like, definitely I feel like a labor intensive thing to make because like you're rolling all these little egg rolls Mm -hmm. spring rolls I don't know what you want to call them but they're fucking delicious my god I do love spring rolls so I'm sure I would love yes um and a new Filipino restaurant just opened up in Newburyport and me and Jake have already talked about checking it out because I think that all the food looks amazing and this is this is all me just like creeping on Anna's stories (laughs) (laughs) you're making me so hungry right now Uh, yeah and I'm assuming gazantes because we call like stew dishes gazados in Portuguese so I'm assuming that's like a stew dish but it all sounds good gosh and she learned how to cook from her mom yes that's the best thing that's the best yeah yeah because that will last forever Yes. And then you can like pass it down or you can just like show other friends in your life Mm -hmm. when you want to feel close to them, celebrate Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't know about you, but food is a hundred percent like my love language, like like baking and like making food for people and like feeding people is definitely like, I love you. Yeah. Like that's me saying, I love you. Yep. (laughs) We're at, we're at Armando. 
Yes. <laughs> All right, let's go, Mondo. And just to give everyone a heads up, Mondo has a gaming podcast with my friends Steve and Todd, who are also part of another podcast that I do, the Horror Squad podcast. So we just kind of, we all, we are all intertwining here, but their podcast is called Let's X Gaming Podcast, where they review games and all sorts of fun stuff. But Mondo oh, is hilarious. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to his question. They're funny. And I got to say, uh, the male listeners that wrote in, <laughs> you can tell the difference between the male and female listeners that wrote in. Um, but Mondo asks, are you gals butt gazers like dudes? Not a lot, though. It just depends. I'm not gonna be inappropriate about it. Yeah. But sometimes I'll look. I feel like I never, ever notice a dude's butt. Yeah. I was gonna say, I feel like if I notice a butt, it's usually more on women. Yeah, same. I feel like it has to be pointed out if it's on a dude. And yeah. then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I appreciate that. But for the most part, I'm not looking. What's your biggest dude pet peeve? So <laughs> I think just because this happened last night. So it's like <laughs> on the forefront of my mind, just silly, just things that I'm just like, why are you doing that now? Like that kind of a thing. So yesterday I was baking off cakes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the middle of doing 500 things. There's like a baked cake on the counter. There's a cake to go in on the counter. There's just food products all over the counter. I've obviously like wiped everything down, got it very sterile before I started because of cats. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake comes home. He sees I'm in the middle of 500 things and he chooses this time to bring one of his plants over to water it in the sink. And I'm just like, why are you doing that now? Mm-hmm. Like, not only are you in my way, but also I can like smell dirt. Why yeah. are you bringing dirt around my clean kitchen where there mm-hmm. is food products, not for us, like, fine, you want to get dirt in our dinner? Sure, sure. go for it. <laughs> but like, this is a cake to go. <laughs> <laughs> so like things like that, it's like, do I, do I have to say it? Do I have mm-hmm. to say it out loud? Like, why are you doing this? Did you say it out loud? Yes. <laughs> what did he say? I said, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm watering my plant. I was like, why are you doing that right now though? And he's like, I don't know. Cause I got to water them. I was like, there's a bathroom, there's other water sources. Yeah. You see that like, I'm kind of running around with a chicken with my head cut off and you're deciding to come into this chaotic space with your little plant mm-hmm. walking in with your little plant. <laughs> I would say it's the thought process that is a pet peeve. <laughs> Not saying it's an all guy thing, but th- the multitasking ability is just oh. not there or just the ability of not finding the path, like the least resistant path. Yes, yes, yes. Woo! I don't, I don't understand where guys lost their multitasking, but they don't <laughs> have it. Who amongst you is the most raunchy, biggest F-bomb dropper and secret closet freak. I feel like we both go back and forth with the F-bomb dropping. Yeah, yeah. Michelle would be more so a closet freak. Yeah, but I don't feel like it's a secret though. (laughs) 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 I don't think like I'm doing anything that I wouldn't talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I can get freaky. Okay, girl. Shout out to Jake's family that's listening right now. (laughs) Hey, Audrey. (laughs) Tara writes in, build your perfect pizza, nachos, and ice cream sundae. My perfect pizza is a sausage, mushroom, onion, and black olives from soup parties in West Haven, Connecticut. All right. (laughs) With the (laughs) moths. 
You said thank you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about no thank you because mushrooms, bleh, olives, barf. What would your perfect pizza be, you little bitch? Cheese and jalapenos. Ugh, boring. No way. Olives and mushrooms, huh? And sausage and onions. Yeah. Onions are good. Perfect nachos. Let's see. We're doing tortilla chips, of course. Black beans, shredded cheese, also queso, but I could substitute for cheese sauce. That's fine as well. Uh, (laughs) Tomato, onion, lettuce, jalapenos, guac, and sour cream. All right. Money is no object. Top three places to visit in the world and why? Let's do top one. Always wanted to go to Tokyo since I was a kid. Tokyo? Yeah. Oh, that is surprising to me for you because I when I think of Tokyo I think of it being like very chaotic like New York Times but like exploded yeah but it's like I just feel like I would just keep to myself and I would literally be invisible okay all right like there's so much chaos that I could just hide in it yeah I don't know if I want to choose someplace like I've never been or like someplace that I've been in that I love. Well, I mean, I guess if money is no object. Ooh, because- if, yeah, if money is no object, I would go to like, um, like Turks and Caicos or like one of those fancy ass, like private islands that oh, only rich yeah. people go to and like stay in one of those like huts <gasps> that are like yes. right on the ocean. Take me with you. I would go to wherever that place was that the Kardashians went where Kim lost her diamond earring in the water. Mm-hmm. I want to go there. I was laughing so hard because there was a TikTok that I saw and it was like that one time Chris Humphreys put Kim in her place and she was like, <laughs> it shows her she's talking to him and she's like, I grew up differently. My family grew up differently. Like we're so different from everyone else. And he's like, Kim, you were working in a boutique in Pasadena just a year ago, like relax. <laughs> and she's just looking at him like, don't call me out. <laughs> It was so funny. (laughs) I fucking love that. Okay, Samantha says, very random question, but I'd be curious to know what beauty and skincare products you both use. Looking for some new tips and ideas to freshen my skincare routine. You know, it's nothing crazy. I use uh, the Target brand of the St. Ives scrub, which I'm sure my esthetician friend Crystal would yell at me for, but you got to work with what you can work with. Okay. Yes. But I do know that drinking water always improves my skin. Like it just clears it up so well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I also am using, it was like this little kit that I got from once again, TJ Maxx. I know, but it was like a bare minerals face cleansing kit. And I've really loved it. Like it came with like a night serum, a daytime serum. It came with like another daytime cream under eye stuff. Like, Oh yeah. Like I've enjoyed it so much that I'm like, I need to buy this. I love when you like, you come across a product that you're like, Oh, this is like my, my thing now. Yep. I would say that for skin care, I use like a, I think it's called Thayer's. It's like a witch hazel. Ooh, I need to toner. So I'll use that for a toner. If I'm just using like uh drugstore stuff, I love Aveeno for any kind of moisturizer. Yeah. And same. then for drugstore makeup, 
I pretty much exclusively use L'Oreal just because like I know what my colors are and my foundations and shit. Mm -hmm. So why fix what isn't broken? And then if I'm being fancy and have like Sephora makeup, I for the most part use Smashbox, which their primer, they have a photo finish primer that's like fucking out of control. Is that the one with like the black cap and the black end, but the tube is clear? They have the little travel sizes at Sephora where, and mm-hmm. there was a time I got, I tried the Smashbox one. And it was like yeah. the photo finish or whatever, but it was the clear one. Like oh. the, and it was so good. I think that must be the same one. Maybe the travel Maybe size. Maybe they changed it. Is, yeah. yeah. Usually I just use drugstore makeup, but like my foundation is the only thing I really spend. And my concealer is where I spend like the larger amount. It's not too expensive but it's Fenty foundation by Rihanna which I love it so much uh the primer is also really good too like urban decay eyeshadow Aveeno anything is really good yeah it's still like I feel like kind of expensive for like drugstore but it is a good um moisturizer and also I found with like certain ones like if you moisturize your face and then you go to put your primer or your foundation on like sometimes it'll like start like curdling your foundation Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that happen with a moisturizer? Yeah, it's like usually if it's like a greasier, yeah, like a heavy. But with the Aveeno, I actually add my moisture or my foundation to yes. that, like on the yeah. lighter days, you know. Yep, it's good for that. Your it just your feels shit. like your real skin. Yeah, yeah, and your makeup will like sit on top of it nicely. And then yeah. I always like buy like those like two dollar face masks and under eye patches and shit for every now and then we did get like a lot of questions coming in so we're gonna save some of them for next week because we're not even halfway through and because we're coming I decided up. to yeah. rant about Jamie Lynn Spears <laughs> <laughs> our Jamie Lynn Spears corner was too long and now we have to eat into question time but we will get back to everybody else next week on this one this comes from Austin they say I'll had a groundhog day replaying the same day over and over again situation for any holiday which one would you choose to be stuck on Halloween obviously obviously can you imagine if every day was Halloween I mean it is but you would cream your little shorts every day I would I am right now just thinking of it. What holiday would you pick, Michelle? I was Fourth thinking of July. about it. <laughs> I you, honestly... That would be hell. That would be purgatory. <laughs> Michelle wakes up, it's 4th of July every day, and she breaks her fucking ankle. That specific one, but I was actually thinking 4th of July you is like one of my July? favorite holidays. Really? It is. And even with that happening last year, like, it's I'm so still going to have a great time this 4th of July. I'm not going to let it ruin it. But 4th of July has always been, like, a fun holiday for me because it's usually, like, a barbecue here or even when I was back home, like, me and my girlfriends there would always just have a rager of a day. It's always been, like, a really fun. How fun friend drink day I don't know if it's considered a holiday but could it be my birthday definitely (laughs) that's a great answer too but would you age or oh I hope not what if it was every day you just kept getting older then you restarted a whole year like right now but then every day is my birthday right I like that okay well we'll get back to you next week with some of those other questions that was fun thanks for all the questions yeah we appreciate it 
I was like, we're going to be doing this soon. Cause I was like, what if we got like one question coming in? I was thinking That'll be probably embarrassing. two questions, yeah. but don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Maybe leave us a little review about the podcast. Ooh, yeah. We haven't had a, I feel like a review in a minute. Let them know how you feel. Only if it's five star <laughs> and if it's super positive though. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take four stars. Ew, no, we're not trying to get our rating down. Okay, fine. Five or fuck off. (laughs) Before we leave you, we're going to do our, (laughs) before we leave you, we're going to do our let's not. Forgot about let's not. Okay. So my let's not this week is I know all I do is harp to everybody about locking your goddamn doors, but if you can't get that, that screen door locked, you know, you don't need a spiral into a sleep coma over the baby (laughs) being kidnapped. I was worried. Let's not beat up ourselves because I had a lot of stuff to do. And I actually enjoyed my little slumber party that I had at my friend's house. Like it was nice to just yeah. not think of anything. Don't when forget were- to not think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> when you were telling me that story, even though I know you just like went to a friend's house, it felt like you guys like went to like a cabin or That's something. That's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I'm just like at a cabin or something. Felt very comfy. Thanks for listening. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Let's Not Podcast is part of The Dorkening, which is a network dedicated for podcasters, a group of shows helping each other to grow, share ideas, collaborate, and innovate. You can check out more at thedorkening.com. And thank you to our sponsors, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Deadly Grounds Coffee is fresh roasted here in New England by skilled master roasters in a unique way that allows the true flavor of the bean to come through. It's coffee the way it was meant to be. Fresh, bold, delicious. It's coffee to die for. Check them out at DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Mm-hmm.